You're listening to the Emerging As Me podcast with me, your host, Caitlin Cox, a show to encourage and uplift you with my personal stories and impactful guest interviews. As we work through the hard stuff together, we will empower one another to persevere through all of life's challenges. We'll cover it all from marriage and motherhood, living in rural communities, loss and hardship, and how to keep faith alive while finding hope in your everyday life. The journey of life, as I have learned, isn't always a direct path to success and happiness. I'm traveling down life's winding roads, learning to navigate as I go, always growing and emerging with new perspectives and understanding. I'm constantly emerging as me through all of the things that life throws my way. So join me on this journey as we choose to emerge as better versions of ourselves every day. Let's get into it, y'all. Hey everybody, I hope you are all doing well today. I am going to talk a little bit today about marriage. So recently we have had, well it was my husband's cousin that got married and I made a little speech at the reception and ever since I've kind of like said all these words out loud and found these words, you know, to say it's just really like, I keep thinking about it and how really how it talks about marriage and how true these words are. So I'm going to share this speech that I said at the reception, or I guess it was a toast, just to share it. And then I want to talk a little bit about it, like dissect it, I guess. And then maybe even talk more about being vulnerable and vulnerability in marriage. So here it goes. Marriage is a beautiful and profound institution, a union that represents the intertwining of two lives, two souls, and two hearts. Today, I'd like to reflect on the significance of marriage and what makes it so special. At its core, marriage is a commitment to love and support one another through life's journey. It's a promise to stand by each other's side through the good times and the challenging times. It's a pact to share in each other's joys and sorrows, to celebrate victories together, and to lend a comforting hand during moments of hardship. Marriage is a partnership where two individuals come together to create a bond that is greater than the sum of its parts. It's about building a life together, sharing dreams, and working towards common goals. It's about forming a family, not only in the traditional sense, but in the sense of creating a loving and nurturing environment for each other and for the community around them. Marriage is a journey of self-discovery and personal growth. It challenges us to become better versions of ourselves. It teaches us patience, understanding, and empathy. It shows us the power of forgiveness and the strength of unwavering love. In a world that often moves at a rapid pace, Marriage is a sanctuary of continual stability. It's a reminder that amidst the chaos of life, there is a place where you can always find love, acceptance, and a listening ear. It's a reminder that you never are truly alone in your triumphs or your tribulations. But most importantly, marriage is a celebration of love. 
is a testament to the human capacity to love and be loved, to care for another person deeply, and to find true happiness in their happiness. Love in all its forms is the most powerful force in the world, and marriage is a beautiful vessel for that love to flourish. So, (laughs) going back to talking about love or marriage being a commitment. So, we all know that when you go get married and you're up there at the altar, you know, you're saying your vows, you're making a commitment for life, for the rest of your life to be with this person, to love and respect and honor them. Everybody knows that, but I feel like we don't often enough. I guess, reflect on that and how big that commitment really is and what really that commitment means. It's more than just that day. It's more than just the big, beautiful wedding, even though, I mean, weddings are beautiful and it's a big part of it, gathering all your family and friends there to support it. But I've been married now nine years. So (laughs) looking back, Over the past nine years and just everything we've been through, I look back at that commitment that I made with so much more, I don't know, respect or I just feel so much more differently now than I did then. And not in a bad way, in a good way. Just to be able to commit to that person that you're going to go through life and you're going to go through all the challenges, all the ups and all the downs, and knowing that that person is there with you and committed to walk through those things with you that's we just don't I feel like reflect and give that commitment as much respect as it deserves I feel like in our day-to-day lives so like I had said we're going to share your joys your sorrows celebrate your victories and to comfort one another in hard moments and sometimes that's easier said than done We've been through, me and my husband have been through lots of hard moments in the last nine years. And sometimes comforting each other has been a challenge because we both were were the ones going through a loss when we lost our little girl. We were both trying to deal with our own grief. So it can be hard to try to comfort someone else or comfort your partner, your husband, your wife, when you have no comfort to give, I guess. You feel depleted. So being able to show one another grace and forgiveness because there may be times in in marriage and in life when you both are struggling and those times are hard. But like I have learned about myself and about my husband, we all process grief differently. So don't, even though you may be grieving, try not to let the grief consume you so much that you forget to look beside you and comfort your husband, your wife, your partner that is walking through that journey with you. And then creating a family. I really loved how it said not just in the traditional sense, but creating a loving and nurturing environment for each other and for the community around them. So think of your home. You want your home to be a place where you can come back to. It's like your your sanctuary where you come for rest and 
to feel safe and comforted. When you marry someone, you want your home to be and feel like it is cozy. What are some adjectives you can use to describe this? Whatever your mind, wherever your mind goes, you want it to be safe. You want it to be comfy. You want it to be cozy. You want to feel loved in your home. There's people all over this world who have homes or have grown up in homes where they maybe didn't feel like that love was present all the time. And that's something that I want to work really hard to create in my marriage for my children. I want my children to see their mama and their daddy love one another. I want them to be aware that we really do love each other, that we are affectionate, that we show each other love. So we model that for our children so that they in turn grow up and they know how to treat their future wives. That's really important to me as a mama is to show my babies, my boys, how they should treat the woman that they will marry one day. And then also, it talked about marriage being a journey of self-discovery and personal growth and how it challenges to be better versions of ourselves. And that is 100% true because I feel like it's a challenge. You can either better yourself or the opposite. You can It can go downhill really fast. I don't know. I think some people get in trouble in marriages, I guess, or marriages don't work out because I think people stop growing or they just stay in that that place forever. And or if one person continues to grow and, you know, be more self-aware of certain things and just continues to grow as a human and the other person refuses to, it can be hard to stay in that marriage where someone is not growing with you. So it is so important to grow together and never, never stop growing. I say this in everything. I used to talk about continuing education and cosmetology and how it's so important because if you, if you stop learning, then you become irrelevant. Well, if you stop learning about yourself and you're, I mean, you're just stagnant. And I feel like that's a way to be, to get really unhappy really fast is just to stop trying to better yourself. That's how things can go south. And how it challenges us to be better versions of ourselves. And we learn patience and understanding and empathy and the power of forgiveness. So those are very important in marriage because every day I'm not perfect and every day Ace is not perfect. And we have learned to be patient and understanding and I can say that patience is not one of my strongest qualities. Ace, on the other hand, I feel like is one of the most patient people in the world. I don't know. He deals with me (laughs) and I'm very impatient. So he's, I guess him being as patient as he is, has somewhat helped, helped me with my patience a little bit. I don't know if that even makes sense, but he's modeled it a little better than I have. And then forgiveness and forgiveness is a huge huge quality that you've got to you've got to practice forgiveness if you're going to be with someone and married to someone for a long time you've got to to understand that forgiving someone is not 
it's not a bad thing. I feel like sometimes we look at forgiveness as like we're giving in or we're settling or I do not look at it that way. Uh, all the time, I I know I'm not perfect. I am the furthest thing from perfect. Ace is not perfect. We all have flaws, but I forgive him for his flaws and he forgives me for my flaws. And if we hurt one another or things get hard, we have to, in order to move on to tomorrow or to the years down the road to keep on keeping on in this marriage, we can't just let all those little things stack up on each other and not forgive one another because it will implode. Forgiveness is not always for the other person. It is more so for you because if you hold on to that anger or resentment or whatever it is, if you hold on to it and let it fester, it's going to hurt you more than it will the other person who did whatever they did to make you mad or upset. Forgiveness is more of a personal thing as what I have learned over the course of marriage and life in general. And then it talked about a world where how the pace of this world, everything's so rapid and fast moving and marriage is a sanctuary of stability, continual stability. And that has been or proven true to me in the past nine years. No matter what we've gone through, how fast life has moved and just the the ups and downs, the goods, the bads. I've always been able, Ace has been my stability. My marriage has been stable, stability. And in the chaos of life, I can always go to him and he loves me and he accepts me and he listens to me. Hey y'all, are you super busy? Chasing around kids, trying to keep it together like I am? Well, I'm here to tell you to remember, slow down and take care of yourself. Even if it's just by washing your hair, using a really good deep conditioner, or practicing a skincare routine in the morning and at night. And don't worry, friend, I'm here to point you in the direction of the good stuff. As a cosmetologist of 12 years, I'm adamant about using salon-quality, professional products. But I'm sure, as you know, sometimes it's hard to get your hands on them, especially if you live in a rural community. But fear not, I've got a solution. In the show notes, you can find a link to my Hair by Caitlin Cox salon store. You'll find all the big professional brand name products. You can shop and have it shipped directly to your door. Don't hesitate to reach out or DM me on Instagram if you need help finding the right products for your specific hair type and texture. I would love to help you find a way to take care of yourself. You deserve it, friend. Now, on the note of listening or on that topic. So recently, Ace and I, I could tell we've had, as you know, I've shared our, our youngest son has been 
struggling with ear infections, like back-to-back ear infections and being sick a lot. So he was home for several days and sick, fevers. I was, you know, we were basically in the house, just me and the baby. Oh, you know, if you know, you know, it's rough with sick babies and fevers and trying to take care of them and much less even like get a shower yourself. And then Ace Farms, he works a lot. And as I've shared in the past, he can, when he's stressed or basically when any kind of emotion comes up, he just works through it. So I was kind of talking and sharing with friends about some of the things, just my feelings and how I just felt not fully supported or seen or heard. Well, I decided I would write a letter to Ace because I feel like we were getting in that hustle and shuffle of life and where he'll just like work, 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 work. And I get really frustrated with that sometimes because I'm just like, okay, I know that work and the farm is important, but what about us? That's kind of how, how I feel. And it's just, I think, a combination of so much going on with the farm and with work and then so much going on with whatever I have going on, you know, with work and with kids and school, daycare, you know, just life gets busy sometimes. So I wrote him a letter to kind of get all my feelings out, left it in his office. He didn't say anything for a whole day. And I was just kind of like, okay, did he get it? Did he see it or not? And then I finally, I think later that night, I was like, are you going to acknowledge that you got the letter? (laughs) And he said, yeah, I got it. But I think Ace struggles a lot with being vulnerable emotionally to the point of admitting that maybe he he wasn't dealing with feelings in the the most positive way or that he was I'm not going to say wrong because he wasn't wrong but just coming to to share or to you know move past it it's always been I'm the one that um has to pull it out of them but it always works out better. So after the letter and we had a Saturday, we went to town, just me and him. And we got to talk through everything that, you know, all the feelings and how I felt and then how he felt about the feelings and then his feelings. (laughs) And he was not happy (laughs) about all the feeling talk. But What came from that was positive because if we would not have, if I hadn't written that letter, if I hadn't uh, made him have that hard conversation with me about how I was feeling and how, you know, everything, we would just be sitting around resenting each other because I was getting resentful of him. Because of him working all the time, not coming home, not being home when the boys are eating supper and, you know, just having working, working, working. And I understand that there are seasons where life looks like that for us as a family, a farming family. But I was just like, okay, right now is not, there's no planning or harvesting going on. You need to slow it down. And 
he told me, he shared with me, I'm sure I'm going to be vulnerable with y'all. Well, every time I come home, you're just so ill and busting at me. I just don't feel, you know, so we had to open up to one another and I had to own up to that. Like, yeah, I've been a little, I've been a little ill. I've not been super nice and sweet and just, you know, the doting wife that has not been me lately. But you have not been, you know, the sweet and loving husband (laughs) either. So we both had to own up to, you know, the parts we've been playing and talk about how, okay, this is not what we want our marriage to look like. We've got to do something different. So we talked about it. And I said, I think you should hug me every single day. And that may sound so dumb to y'all, but there are are some days in our life like where we're just so busy and so tired, I guess, that I may not even touch Ace or he may not even touch me. And that sounds so crazy, but that's the point that we were at. And that's the point that I, I told him, I said, this is not what I want out of our marriage. So since then, we made a promise that every single day, no matter how crazy it is, even through a harvest or a planting season, we have got to stop and hug one another at least. So that since that big talk, quarrel, argument, whatever you want to call it, things have been moving along a lot better. He has a better understanding of where I was and what my needs are, and I have a better understanding of where he is and what his needs are. So being vulnerable and sharing how you feel and where you are is not always easy. It's usually hard. (laughs) It's usually really hard. Vulnerability is not usually a comfy subject or a comfortable feeling being vulnerable. So, but it is always, I feel like at least in my experience, nine times out of 10, being vulnerable has had a positive outcome for me. Because if you don't share your vulnerabilities or share how you're feeling, things will just never change or never, you know, not to say they won't get better, but it might take a lot longer if or things could get a lot worse. So always in marriage, remember that it is okay to be vulnerable with each other. That's what marriage is for. It's the one place that you can come and be vulnerable with that person. Not saying that being vulnerable is going to be a happy, sweet, exciting, fun thing, but it is necessary in order to grow, in order to to continue to know one of one another through the years of marriage. Being vulnerable is absolutely key to creating and living the marriage and life that you want to have. Okay, I kind of got off on a little tangent there and lost my <laughs> lost my place. But here we go. And then I shared, I said, marriage is a celebration of love. And it's a testament to the human capacity to love and be loved. To care for another person deeply and find happiness in their happiness. So one thing too, I think of not only Ace or Ace, you know, him, he's truly happy in what he does every day going to work. He loves to farm. He loves it. It is in his blood. It is what he lives to do. And it makes me happy to see him happy in that. 
And then one thing I've always said about him, no matter what I want to do professionally or with work, he supports that. And he sees what makes me happy. I know different different times, like when I was teaching and when I first kind of got into it, I did the, a temporary full-time position teaching cosmetology. And I would come home and he'd say, you really like that. I can tell you just, you're really like lit up. It's, you know, fulfilling you. And then even just different things throughout my career, like when I've gone to continuing education classes or been learning new techniques or new things, you know, all hair things. And I'm over there on my phone watching all these videos or doing all this stuff. And he's just like, you really love what you do, don't you? (laughs) So for him to see that I'm happy and him to have pride in my happiness, it just gives me all the, the warm and fuzzy feelings because it just, I don't know, it makes me emotional to talk about it because that is truly love. If you are not happy for your partner's successes, I mean, that's the whole point of marriage. You got to share in the love, share in the successes and share and be there for when things maybe don't go so successful because we've had those moments too. And then I'm kind of closing with how love is the most powerful force in the world and that marriage is a vessel for that love to flourish. So love, yeah, it's the most powerful force in the world. I think I go back to my faith and God and Jesus Christ and and all the love that, yeah, it's just love really is the most powerful force in the world. And to me, reflecting on marriage and love, there's, I feel like too, in society, I'm sorry, I'm getting off on a different tangent now. But when you think of love from a standpoint of, you know, society and pop culture and how it's, you know, romantic comedy, everything is like so lustful and perfect in the movies. And well, we all know real marriage in real life is not always like that. Everybody's love story is not always, you know, the perfect perfect love story. Some are kind of messy and hard. And I mean, there's a lot of challenges and struggles that people go through, but the unwavering strength of love that gets you through that is the being understanding and vulnerable and forgiving all those things. I feel like those are like the core pieces of, of love. So I'm going to end today with a couple of different verses um, about love just because I want to share more than one. There are too good not to share. So if you are a Christian, I'm sure you are familiar with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And then next I'm going to read... 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. And then one of, I mean, I know it's one of my favorites, and then it was read at our wedding, 
and it's probably something you're familiar familiar with too. It is from First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verses four through seven. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So when I think about love, I think about how God loves me and how God is love and how God loves this world. And I think about how can I, as a Christian, as a human, as a wife, as a mother, try to radiate that love or share that love and create that love in my life. So I guess today's message is more it's about marriage and life and how we work through things. But at the forefront of, I guess, how I want to live my life and how I want to show my children what marriage should look like. And I want them to grow up to be compassionate men that know how to love one another and love their neighbors and, and love their future spouses. So just sharing a little love with y'all today. I hope that you enjoyed this today and please rate or review, leave me a rating or a review if you enjoyed this episode and I hope y'all all have a lovely week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Emerging as Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and touch more lives. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, you can find and follow me on Instagram. Talk with y'all later.